Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Profane Argument Podcast, a.k.a. the Soaring Eagles of Freedom, for Tuesday, August 27th, 2019. My name is Ray, and along with me are... I'm Karen. I'm the chosen one. (laughs) This is Ian. What? (laughs) I'm Jared? Oh, no, wait. No, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not the chosen one. I'm the king of Israel. (laughs) Isn't that the chosen... Anyway. (laughs) These are two separate tweets, by the way. Just to let you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm Jerry. <laughs> On this podcast, we talk about news, politics, and religious nonsense and give our opinions from a secular point of view. Uh, if you want to join in live, you can sign up on our Patreon page and you can join us on Discord and chat with us while we record. If you can't do that, you can still uh, send us messages on our Facebook page, slash ProfaneArg, or tweet at ProfaneArg. This week on the show, we will be talking about the DNC's summer meeting and burning down the Amazon. Actually, the way I said, the way I wrote it is burning down Amazon so that it was ubiquitous as to whether it was Amazon.com or, you know, the Amazon. But you're a punny. In any case. Yeah. But <laughs> first. Yeah, your wife just burned you, man. Yeah. Man. I deserve that. Yeah, you're like an Amazon rainforest over there. <laughs> No one cares about you. <laughs> oh, that's not what I meant, but double savage burn. It is like the Amazon rainforest now. <laughs> Worst burn ever. All right. All right. First thing I had to mention, because again, she showed up in my newsfeed. Kim Davis Ugh. has showed up again this week, uh, but in, yeah, a, brace in a yourself. kind of a good way. This is good Kim Davis news. <laughs> Semi-good. Yeah. I mean, it's really nothing much new, but she's losing every court battle that she is trying. So... Yay. (laughs) That's good. So her attorney, uh, she had an appeal saying that she didn't uh, have to pay the the ACLU's law bills, their, their court bills, because... I don't even understand her reasoning. Like, her reasoning was, well, I wasn't the only person who could do weddings in the state, therefore you can't blame me for not doing my job. <laughs> hmm. I bet you imagine cops taking up that stance. I'm not the only cop in this state. I don't need to stop this crime happening in front of me. Yeah. Right. How does that even... I don't even understand how that... Even with her mentality, I can't comprehend. <laughs> all of her arguments come down to, but I'm a Christian. That's it. That's all she's got. So... Overall, they still have to pay $222,000 to the ACLU, uh, and it looks like the Commonwealth of Kentucky will be paying that bill. And I'm fine with the state having to pay for it, because it was all the state government backing her. The the governor, different officials, didn't force her to do her job, so... Well, except that it's not coming out of their pockets, it's coming out of the pockets of the people of Kentucky. I'm not okay with that. I'm semi okay with that. Yeah, they <laughs> should. They should in. have voted. Yeah, they should have voted for better leadership. Sure, they've been brainwashed. Do you remember when all the Republican candidates rushed down there to meet with her as quickly as possible, mm-hmm. and play Rocky music and and hold hands with her, except for one? <laughs> I don't think Trump met with her, right? No, she's she's ah. she's a commoner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not that I was aware of. Most important question though, Ray, when this popped up in your feed, was she wearing her famous blue shirt? It's really hard to tell because this image is totally messed up that's it's, on the website. It's yeah, disturbing. that gives it d- disturbing. <laughs> I, don't, I don't quite understand why it's 
like oh, why did they why did they change the image like that it's really freaking me out a little bit <laughs> i don't know it's like kim davis with a pride flag in front of her but then it turns into something from i don't know the, the mountain of madness or something i don't there's eyeballs everywhere i don't i don't know what's <laughs> happening i was uh, i was thinking that um if she had to pay for these pay these fees that she would have trouble and that nobody was ever going to get their money except it's coming out of uh taxpayers' pockets. And if that wasn't the case, there would be a billion Christians across this country, each giving her a dollar, and she would still make out in the positive if she had I'm to surprised pay for she it. doesn't have a GoFundMe or something. I'm sure she does. Save me and my overall wearing husband. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure somehow she's making out in this deal. Oh, I hear she's going to be a contributor on Fox News. No way. Oh, no doubt. <laughs> I don't doubt that for one second. It's going to be the Kim and Sarah Huckabee Sanders show. <laughs> yeah, Sarah's actually going to be over there. I'm trying to figure out if you're kidding or not, and I'm not sure. I don't know that Kim is, but Sarah Sanders is. Sarah Sanders is. Yeah, well, she's she's actually can string a sentence together, so that's not completely unreasonable. Uh, no, Kim a, Davis a string is, of is, lies. She's taking over for Ainsley Earhart on Fox and Friends in the morning. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, no that was, that was yeah, that was too far. That's <laughs> what I was thinking too. <laughs> It was plausible until you said morning show host, and we went, no, no. way. <laughs> I mean, she would never supplant some hot, beautiful blonde on Fox News. Exactly. <laughs> Ainsley Earhart, you name your child that, you know you are going straight to fucking Fox News and going to be a conservative <laughs> for the rest of your fucking life. All right, so another follow-up. Epstein, who Who's that? died I haven't heard about that guy in a while. I know, it's been like a week. <laughs> So there's uh, there's an article on lawandcrime.com talking about uh, his death specifically. It, it, it summarizes all of the facts around his death very clearly. And it, it says that there is a torrent of red flags surrounding his apparent suicide. So again, not enough to, to tell me that it wasn't a suicide, but man, it's really leaning that way. Well, uh, the big the big thing is the camera outside of his cell. The video footage is unusable at that time. And uh, oh, come on, <laughs> you're questioning this now? Or are you? I mean, wow, that's amazing. Sorry, I didn't want to stop you, but that was overwhelming. I'm ready. Yeah. But apparently the, the camera was not working at the time, and the video at, of the time period is unusable for the FBI investigation. <laughs> well, They're not amazing. even trying. They're not no. even trying. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, you know we did it. Come on, we just can't say it, but you know. <laughs> so the other information in here, the two guards who were supposed to be watching him were asleep at the time. Uh, one of them wasn't actually a corrections officer. They both were on extended overtime. It, it's just, it's like a comedy of errors, except it's not a comedy in any way. Right. And are they what errors? Do, what, does, what does not an actual, like, corrections officer mean? Like, they just picked a rando because the guy watching him was so tired. They were like, could you sit with your friend and try not to keep, try to keep him awake? Uh, it was somebody that so, works in, like, the office, is not trained as a corrections officer, but maybe worked... Like support staff? Yeah, support staff. Like a janitor or a social worker? Yeah. Maybe an IT person. I don't know. Maybe. Oh, like my that. goodness. <laughs> Someone's got to take the fall, Ian. <laughs> mm. 
So and yeah, gross. his death occurred at the time when there, he was in the process of getting a new roommate. So he was by himself, which is not supposed to happen. Uh, the the bone in his neck was broken, and that can happen during suicide, but it's far more likely to happen during a strangulation. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's amazing that where these facts lead. It really is. By the way, I'm almost 100% positive the first suicide attempt was not real. <laughs> well, even it, when they said, when it happened, they said that he they found him, you know, lying on the floor. They didn't really say that he attempted to commit suicide until afterwards. I mean, it really seemed that he hadn't, in my opinion. But uh, Yeah, and he, he had a roommate at that point who was some dirty cop. Stupid, you know, big bodybuilder guy, testosterone-laden police officer. He is. <laughs> I forget what his name is. You should look him up, though. He's, he's an interesting character. And this guy is, is accused of raping children, so they don't tend to do well in prison. So it would not- Who, the cop? No, the Epstein. I wouldn't be surprised if somebody attacked him. It's certainly possible. You, you should, at this point, you <laughs> should be surprised if that happened. I'm not- Oh, I'm supposed to be surprised. Right. Mm. No, like- <laughs> If your conclusion, even after someone as skeptical as Ray and Jeff present this mountain of evidence yeah. leading towards anything but he was murdered by the CIA. Somebody. I'm sure that cop was paid off in Nestle Crunch Bars to touch him up a little bit. Because <laughs> they got to lay the groundwork for the, when they're actually going to kill him. Sure. And be like, what do you want me to do? He tried it already once before. <laughs> Come I'm on. A- the footage is unusable. Did they mention why? <laughs> So no. Jeez. Didn't say why. It's being investigated by the FBI and the Justice Department, though. Uh-huh. Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. Well, we will <laughs> more than likely never hear anything except it was a suicide. In fact, I mean, you know, the news, that that's what they're saying. CNN is, that's, it's just a fact now because coroner, that, that's what they said, so. Right? Shit. I might be 25% in the camp that he's still alive now. <laughs> <laughs> The other conspiracies just weren't far enough. <laughs> I mean, well, there was that conveniently. Was there. He, there was the, the leaked photo of him on a stretcher being dragged out, but that could have been staged easy. He's lying there alive. Yeah. Sure. And the reason I, they had to get rid of the footage, because they had like a blooper reel where he fell off the stretcher. And everybody got up and was laughing and shit. And he was like, come on, do it again. And <laughs> <laughs> He accidentally, you know, bust out into laughter. Whatever. <laughs> I find this more plausible than he killed himself. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, I'm going to start moving on to some of the Trump stuff. First, there was an update, and we just talked about the economy and how, you know, how do we determine that the economy is doing well? Because everybody says the economy is doing well, but yet, you know, the people generally aren't really doing that much better. Well, here's an article <laughs> from MarketWatch.com, uh, and actually it's all over the news now. It's on CNN and wherever, uh, that the job numbers for 2018 were off just a little, you know, 501,000 fewer jobs than previously reported. <laughs> you mean so, Trump it's, administration lied? Well, I don't even know. On the, in this particular case, I can't really know if they lied or if they were given bad information well, I, ev- I don't really know every every numbers there's a margin of error um, sure and but this was a a huge margin of error but it, again you know when you're touting how many what do they do like 250 300,000 jobs a month right you know and you are off a whole year by 500,000 then the numbers got fudged or I'm not even saying fudged it's like there's idiots just working around him yes 
I mean, yeah, because they were saying two hundred twenty-three thousand average month average monthly increase in twenty eighteen, and overall it was off by five hundred thousand. So I mean, that's a really significant percentage. But in yeah. any case, it's just a, a another number that corresponds with the fact that people aren't really doing that much better. In fact, mm. a lot of people are doing worse. Well, we've talked about this a lot. A lot of people have taken jobs that are it's it's money coming in, but it's not the job that they need. But so I, I didn't know this, but the numbers that they come up with, like at the end of the quarter, those are based on <laughs> surveys and guesstimates, basically. So the surveys and the guesstimates were wrong. And when the tax information came in, they went, oh, hmm. the tax information is the, the actual data as to how many jobs there were. Because you can right. figure out, you know, how many people pay in Social Security and stuff. So it's the, all I, of the estimates were a little too rosy. Weird. Yeah. I mean, it's also a possibility that they just juice the numbers a little bit just so he's happy and be like, see, I'm doing better than Obama. But, I mean, the reality crashes in at some point, but then he just lies about it and, and you know, distracts with something else. So It's a lie. The media's lying about those numbers. Hmm. I mean, it's, it's, it's a, such a simple play. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Everybody knows that the media is lying about the, the numbers, right? That the media lies about everything. That's the one thing that every national leader asked Trump. When he was at the G7, he, he told us, was that everybody asked him, how, how are you putting up with the media lying about you constantly? <laughs> keep, keep in mind, too, that all the job numbers under Obama were lies as well. That right. was false information till the month that Trump was initially in office. Those numbers are real. Right. And then now they're lying again. So they're trying to go back on what they said about those numbers. It's lies <laughs> on follow, top of lies. Yeah. Yeah, you following this logic? <laughs> No, I cannot. <laughs> nope. And they all get together and they all decide, let's say he, the numbers are, he still made jobs. He still, we still had a net gain, but they were off by 500,000. CNN, you in? Yeah. MSNBC, you in? Every new news outlet except Fox News, you're all in? Okay, got it. Got our talking points. So Jared hinted at uh, the beginning, this, the next article that I have, it's an article on the Religion News Service. The fact that, Trump declared himself the chosen one? He looked, now, granted, he said this is a joke. He looked to the sky as he said it. And pointed. Mm. Now, did you say that he also tweeted this? I I did not look at his tweets. No, I'm sorry. This one was said. The other one was tweeted. Oh, okay. Well, wait a minute. Which one are we talking about? <laughs> the, the chosen one. Chosen one was spoken out loud. The king of Israel and how Jews love him so much over in Israel was... He, he didn't just retweet what this guy said. He copied and pasted what he said and then put <laughs> wow at the, <laughs> at the end of it. Uh, it's really kind of disturbing. I mean, <laughs> everything about him is disturbing. But, I mean, it, it's kind of more disturbing, though, because the chosen one is, I mean, that that's a key phrase. That, that's a triggering phrase. It's referring to the Messiah, according to Christian Jewish belief, and according to Christian belief, the chosen one would, would possibly be the second coming. According to Jewish traditional belief, the chosen one has not arrived. So it would be basically Jesus, the Savior, the Messiah. So to claim that is very interesting, especially since in, in Revelations, if you're, if you're a Christian, the chosen one actually refers to uh, Satan coming and taking over the world and ruling for whatever it is, seven years or something, um, before Jesus comes back and takes the world over 
away from him. So the chosen one is, I mean, it's really kind of weird because, I mean, obviously he doesn't know what he's referring to. No. I was about to say, is it more likely that he heard about the Matrix 4 <laughs> and that was on his brain when he said it? Well, I think the most, you know, reasonable answer is that he's a, he's a horrific narcissist and this just feeds into his narcissism that he's the king of the world. He thinks he is the king of the world at this point. And that's what narcissists do when you give them actual power. Yeah, I have a quote from uh, Michael Gerson, who uh, it's an article in the Washington Post. He says, all narcissists believe that they are at the center of the universe. But what happens when a narcissist is actually placed at the center of his own universe? The chosen one is what happens. Trump is not just arguing for an alternative set of policies. He's asserting an alternative version of the reality in, in which resistance to his will is disloyalty to the country. I knew I read that somewhere today. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out it was on your notes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's true. He's a, he's a narcissist and he thinks the world revolves around him and then he becomes president. Mm. And now the world actually does revolve around him. Like people pay attention to his every move. So of course he thinks he's the chosen one. Sure. Makes perfect sense. I mean, the, the one tweet can send the stock market rising or falling to his whim. I think you guys are putting way too much stock in this. It, it literally just floated out of his mouth because he's a fucking moron, is what I think. I mean, he was referring to himself, keep in mind, about who had to deal with China. It wasn't like he was saying, like, God chose me to be your leader. He was just like, I'm the one who had to take care of China. I'm the chosen one. And then probably was like, what, is that a big deal that I said that? I don't know. <laughs> well, you got to remember that Paula White is whispering in his ear a couple times a week that he is the chosen one. So that's, I mean, that's a possibility. But again- we know he doesn't believe in God. At least I believe that he doesn't. I think he believes in God when people tell him that God has chosen him. Mm. <laughs> it only it only matters when it revolves Another around person him. In, a, in, a, in a higher power than him? Yeah, I that person's not here, so He, he doesn't believe in it, no. It's, it's a means of, of persuasion for him. I like what, uh, what Grinch threw out there. Or his brain is as rotten as three-month-old loaf of bread. <laughs> That is probably also true, and the combo is what terrifies me. I don't know. I would be more worried if if we start hearing this more and more than this one slip up, or not even a slip up, just a you know, of him just spitting out of his mouth whatever comes into his head. Well, have we talked? Do do we have um you know nuking hurricanes in here anywhere? I don't have an article for that. The one, the other thing that I was going to mention, uh, it's very similar. That when he said that uh, any Jewish people who vote Democrat, who vote for a Democrat, are showing great disloyalty or lack of knowledge, I, I think that goes into the same thing. What I was saying that the world revolves around him. He thinks that because he has moved the embassy to Jerusalem and he's done all, you know, all these other things. That, that Jews should vote for him, either that or they're being very disloyal. How would they be disloyal? They're, they're Jewish. He's saying that they would be disloyal for not voting for him. I think he thinks he's the chosen one. And it, and it, well, no, wait, say... wait, 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 wait. The way I surmised this was that he meant disloyal to Israel, mm. not to him. I think he means to him. No, I think he means Israel, which, I mean, again, just brings up a bigger thing. Does this dipshit think that – he knows that Jews are – in America are American citizens. We don't have dual citizenship. And, like, just because you're a Jew doesn't mean you have to be loyal to uh, Israel. Israel. That's what I thought he meant. 
Now it's tell me possible. why I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's possible, but again, with I mean, his persistent narcissist narcissism, I would think he's everything. Remember, he he his currency is loyalty, and it's all about loyalty to him. What's the thing he asked Comey? Will you be loyal to me? And when he said he wouldn't, or he said he couldn't because it wasn't his role, he fired him. It's all but about again, loyalty to him. Wasn't this statement in context to? The, the squad and, and everything that was going on with them in Israel. And he was like, I don't understand why anybody would vote Democrat. It's disloyal. But I don't I, – again, that's why I don't think he meant to him. He meant either to other Jews or to Israel. Well, I think that he meant him because he said, you know, I moved Jerusalem. I did the things that you wanted me to do. I've been – I've done the things that Jews yeah, have I've asked me to do. Yeah, I've to you, so you goddamn Jews, because you love Israel so much. Exactly. <laughs> you should be loyal to me now because I no, did those things no, for I, you. I, I mean, again, I – one of us is right and one of us is wrong, and then there's probably a third answer we're not even thinking of. <laughs> Ian, what do you think? Was he talking about Israel himself? Himself. Oh, you guys are crazy. Yes. <laughs> All right. I don't. I don't think he would ever concern. It, it, in that he believes that all of all Jewish people and and all of Israel should be loyal to him. Yeah, I don't. I don't know why he would never concern himself. With people being disloyal to not him. Mm. Well, here's why I I differ. Okay. Do you remember when he was speaking with the uh, some Jewish coalition of American voters or something, some bullshit like that? And he got on the subject of Israel and he started talking about Netanyahu. And he goes, you know, Netanyahu, your guy, your prime minister. And he was talking to Americans. <laughs> yeah. Which always leads me to believe that he thinks that, like, one, Jews got – in America, and most of them do, have a massive hard-on for Israel, but that there is some kind of dual loyalty to both countries. I th- I think that the two can exist peacefully. <laughs> I, think, I think that is also true. I think he does think that American he- Jews have a loyalty to Israel because of the, you know, the, the homeland argument. But the, the, the what he's talking about, though, is loyalty to himself. I think both are true. Right. I think you are correct. He definitely does not understand what constitutes uh, America, being an American citizen. No, oh, no. Like, he has no functional grasp on that. Or he does, and he's he just doesn't think, if you don't have Aryan blood, then you're not an American citizen. All right. I don't agree, but I can because see that's he, I the see way Because uh, that's the way he treats the people of Puerto Rico. Absolutely. No, no, you no. Know, they're I, mayor. You know, that's no, no, your, I that's agree your with leader. you. I agree with you on that part. <laughs> I'm saying right. I, I still think he was talking about Israel or other Jews. But you know what? What you guys are saying is just as equally plausible. <laughs> mm. yeah, today he tweeted something about speaking. You said about Puerto Rico, about how another hurricane is heading their way. There's nothing about sympathy for those poor people, only about how much money it's going to cost us. That's his only concern. Sure. If he gets, a, uh, you know, if he gets out in front of it now, then when he... Leaves them high and dry. Mm. Everybody be like, oh, but the savings. <laughs> so he tweeted about that? That's amazing, considering that the administration just pulled like half a million dollars out of the disaster relief fund in order to, uh, you know, build more wall. Build more wall. Mm. <laughs> How much of that wall we got now? About five miles? <laughs> I don't know. I actually don't know who to believe about that. I mean, I certainly can't believe what Trump says about it. Here it is. But, um, here's, his, here's his tweet. Wow. Yet another big storm heading to Puerto Rico. Will it ever end? Congress approved $92 billion for Puerto Rico last year, an all-time record of its kind for anywhere. That's what he said. Well, that's all that matters to him is how money. I right. mean, it's, he's made it perfectly clear. He doesn't care about people. I hear they have, you know, darker skin than us, so. 
well-known fact. <laughs> if only they would allow him to put up a Trump hotel there. Hey, if Puerto Rico's such a burden on us, then just let him go. Let That's him go tr- be their own country. We'll, we'll, we'll trade for Greenland. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to the Netherlands uh. about that. We'll give you Puerto Rico if you give us Greenland. Mm, all right. <laughs> so there was an article about his distraction. Uh, this guy calls it hey, wait, a wait, distraction. Wait, wait. I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. We're not going over King of Israel before we go over all the crazy shit. <laughs> oh, I didn't know. I did. was. Is there something more to King of Israel? Well, wait. No, King of Israel is a completely separate thing. You got- Enlighten me. <laughs> there's chosen one. There's Jews are disloyal, and then there was I'm the King of Israel. <sighs> all right. Well, let me break this down for you. <laughs> so there's a crazy right wing conspiracy guy um, who's on one of those fake news networks that you find on YouTube that they put up like a cheesy green screen. <laughs> Is his name Jesus fucking Christo? <laughs> <laughs> I forget the guy's name. But anyway, he went on a whole fucking rant about he doesn't understand American Jews. He doesn't understand why they don't like Trump. They love Trump in Israel. He's like the second coming when he comes over. He might as well be the king of Israel. And everyone was just like, whatever, you're a crazy bastard. Hmm. Then Trump copied and pasted what this guy said in this video and put it in like a three-part tweet verbatim what he said and then at the end just put wow so everyone's like you didn't just retweet it you fucking you know you basically wrote it out saying that this guy right. said you you plagiarized it passed it off as your own by adding wow <laughs> right and everyone and like it's just insanity it's like i mean this guy's like below popularity of alex jones like that's how nuts he is but the best part about this was is that I watch the majority report sometimes with Sam Cedar. I don't know if anybody watches that or even knows who Sam is. But there's a guy on his show who does impressions and he does a pretty good Obama. And he started doing the same type of shit where he would be – and I met, you have to imagine this in an Obama voice because I'm not going to attempt Obama. Mm. Where he's like, Reverend Wright just said – if you don't vote for Obama, you're the white devil. Wow. <laughs> just keep doing it over and over again. <laughs> but it's just amazing. Oh, yes. Wayne Allen Root. There, That's the guy. Ah. Uh, that was all this week. All three of those, right? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. He really, really likes the fringe. Mm-hmm. Sure. Who is feed? Someone's got to be feeding him this shit, though. I mean, I know he's not ro- watching this guy. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know who he follows, where he's getting this stuff, but- his kids. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I blame I blame Miller for most of this. It's got to be something, somebody in his administration who keeps track of the far right. And Well, I don't think Miller is particularly fond of the Jews, so it's probably his kids. The, you know, the egomaniac part of it is not Miller's job. Miller's job is keeping down the immigrants. Well, what I keep hearing is, is that all this play on Jews is actually towards the re- the religious right. That he, sure. that he feels like he's losing some ground with them. And so he's playing up this whole Israel thing. I think he is losing ground with them, not necessarily because of the religion aspect, but because a lot of the people who are on the religious right are, you know, middle Americans. They're being screwed over. You've got tons of farmers who are just housing soybeans and they can't do anything with them. Yeah. So is it more likely that it's just like, look, Democrats hate Jews. So we're going to lose Israel as an ally if you vote Democrat. You got to keep me because they love me over in Israel. I'm the king. (laughs) Not understanding that he's taken the argument a little too far. (laughs) Yeah. So there's actually an article. I just moved it up in our 
I don't know, script, if you want to call it that. <laughs> so there's an article talking about uh, how uh, the, the Amazon forest being on fire is actually Trump's fault. And I wanted to get to that because what I just mentioned, the the fact that you've got soybean farmers who have – they're literally just housing soybeans. Like they're just going bad because we can't – China has refused to buy them because that China was our big purchaser of soybeans. And they decided to not do that because of the tariffs. That was one of their, you know, counters to the, the tariffs that – or the taxes that Trump put in place. And apparently China contacted Brazil and said, hey, you're our second biggest soybean supplier. How about you do a whole lot more soybeans? And they actually purchased more soybeans from Brazil than all their soybean purchases ever previously. Like they're just draining soybeans out of Brazil. And the theory is that uh, somebody in, in what's his name? Bolsonaro. Bolsonaro. Mm-hmm. Somebody in his administration or he himself decided, you know, if we burn down all those trees, because he he has been slowly deforesting the Amazon in order to to put in more fields. If if we have a fire, we could do that more quickly. So the <laughs> theory is that it's it's actually because of Trump's maneuvers with China that uh, Bolsonaro may be burning off the Amazon forest in order to make more soybeans for China. Wow. That's the theory of this uh, of this article, at least. Sounds r- plausible. It does. I was going to say it's that is a strong hypothesis. Mm. I mean, however, I don't want to disrupt the tone of this show, where unless I actually witness them burning down the, <laughs> the forest, saying I'm going to get these fields up, that I have to disbelieve it. So it's probably not that. It's whatever the government said. <laughs> yeah, from what I keep hearing about in regards to China, is they're saying that. What's his name? Xi Jinping? Ping, yep. Yep. That he's president for life. And all he has to do is wait out Trump. Because Trump is not president for life. That's true. Yeah, they had an initiative a while ago. And they, they, using air quotes, you can't see me, voted on it. (laughs) That um, he he didn't have to run anymore. He's just going to be president from now on. And yet, you're really not president at that point, are you? No. (laughs) No. (laughs) And they're just like, yeah, he can play all these games and go back and forth because one day Trump's not going to be there anymore. Yeah, either two years or six. He won't be there. It's true. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So long. Uh, So the the, the next thing I was going to mention, we've talked about several times the idea that Trump goes out and tweets things in order to distract people. Um, There's an article on the Center for Inquiry written by Benjamin Radford who argues that that is actually not uh, what is happening. Because if you were to want to distract people from what you're doing, generally that idea would be, I'm doing something bad. Let me do something else over here so people don't look at the bad thing that I'm doing. But when the thing that you you tweet your and your distraction <laughs> is actually worse than the thing that you were doing to begin with, it, it just it ruins that theory. So there have been multiple times where the distraction has actually been way more detrimental to Trump than the original cause, than the original thing that he had been doing. So he argues that the idea that he's playing, as some people say, three-dimensional chess is just a complete fallacy. I would agree that the three-dimensional chess argument is bullshit, but I do think the continuing churn of bad news waters down the previous bad news. 
And it keeps. I yeah, would, but that's not. You don't believe that that's a play on Trump's part. No, I think the, on Trump's part, it's just uh, getting keeping his name at the top of everybody's thought processes all the time. For I, st- but <laughs> but again, I don't think anything that he does is calculated. He's been doing this shit long before he was president. But he has such a um, larger audience now, and it, it it gives him the the, the shivers up the back of his neck to think that everybody in the country is thinking about him constantly. So he constantly is putting this stuff out on a regular basis, so that we're always thinking about him. It makes him happy. Right, but what I'm saying is that how is this any different when he was not president? He was constantly tweeting shit all the time. I mean, granted, yeah, he does have a bigger audience now, and it's got a bigger effect, but yeah, it's clearly not something he's like, oh, shit, you know, blah, blah, blah happened. I better tweet about Arnold Schwarzenegger. (laughs) No, he just does it. I think it's a continuation of old habits. He's an old man, and he's got old habits. His old habits are to keep your name in the news. To, you know, bring out a new shocker every however, you know, many days it is. And he's just continuing doing the thing that he's always done. Because he's old. And that's what old people do. You're an ageist. <laughs> yeah, I kind of am. Sorry. <laughs> I think people get into habits of behavior. And this is his habit. His habit is to, you know, keep being front and center. Ugh. Well, I don't think Wait, that. I, I, I definitely think it's it's being done, you know, again, perhaps not always with super clever purpose but it's mm. i feel like it's always being done with purpose yes I, I think it often hurts him more than it helps him but it, it's mm. i don't know i haven't i haven't given into the fantasy that that trump is hurting or in any danger right true yeah i i mean with the fact that mcconnell is i mean in some ways mcconnell's in his back pocket and in other ways mcconnell you know tells trump what to do but right codependence because of that cycle yeah he's not in any danger and he know i think he basically knows i mean after the Mueller report came out when Mueller got assigned to do that report trump was like oh that's it i'm fucked yep yeah (coughs) yep i'm finished and And now that that report has come out and nobody's talking about it anymore he he doesn't have any worries nope not a one except for maybe bed bugs (laughs) mm-hmm Uh, so he had suggested that uh, the, the the next G7 summit happen at his Doral Golf Club in Miami. And um, he he says that uh, radical left Democrats, upon hearing this perfect location, uh, was under consideration. They've spread false and nasty rumors. Not nice. Uh, he writes like a fifth grader. Um, but it's not just rumors. His lawyers paid off a guy who sued him. For getting bed bugs while staying in that Doral resort, so it it actually did happen, but doesn't matter. Yeah, it he just lies about it. There's no consequence to lying, right? The people that believe his is, lies believe his if, lies. Even if there were bed bugs there, there are ways to deal with them. That would be all you would have to say is, yeah, that was dealt with. That was a long time ago. You know, it ha- well, it happens. Most hotels will get them at some point because people are gross. Generally. Yeah, blame it on the Clintons. Say they stayed there. <laughs> sure. They brought those dirty bed bugs. <laughs> but no, it has to be completely not true. Made up lies. That's the case. It has to be that. Right. Can't possibly be that we've already taken care of it or anything. This is one of the few lies that he's made that I kind of understand. Because this is a business and you don't want that kind of shit getting out. <laughs> you true. know what I'm saying? I suppose so. Better it- than some of his other lies. Yeah. And bed bugs are hard to get rid of. Every once in a while, they sweep through the dorms up here, and it's a nightmare. Like, I don't understand why, like, when they, at the G7, when they had the climate change meeting, 
and he didn't show up and they asked him why and he lied and said that he was meeting with Merkel and Modi who were at that fucking meeting. Right. <laughs> why didn't he just go, because climate change is a hoax and why would I go to that meeting? Why not just say that? Yeah, that's what his, he, bo- he, his base wants him to say. Right, mm. because then he does, if he just lies all the time, then he doesn't have to really walk anything back necessarily or have other people walk it back for him. Like he can, I, I, I'm not really sure how his strategy works because it's it seems new but with the with the saturating the lies that that you know to make them to saturate as many as possible and just you know and then just go with the ones that are working out and just abandon the ones that that are not working out i just it's like carpet bombing you hit some kind people. of yeah it's 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 its own kind of clever <laughs> but i don't but like even I don't know. It's just weird because his base will believe anything he says anyway. Right. So why throw extra ones out there? Because, I mean, we barely believe anything that comes out of his mouth anyway. Right. So what's the strategy? So that nobody knows what's going on? Yes. You never know which is truth and which is lie. But we already knew that anyway. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Why not just – or be a better liar. Why not just go, oh, I had to take a phone call from Vladimir Putin. Yeah. Bang. Done. I had to take my orders um, to get it, try, try to make it to G8 again. You don't think, I mean, probably Putin would be like, I didn't talk to him. He's lying. Yeah. <laughs> just, just to be an asshole. But. <laughs> well, like the other lie that he said, where he said that the they received mm-hmm. telephone calls from China trying to smooth over the, uh, the trade oh, war yeah. that's going on. And China went, wait, we never called you. <laughs> <laughs> we can't confirm that. <laughs> But, or the the lie that where he said that oh yeah Melania she's getting along better and better with uh, Kim Jong Un and they've never, never met. met. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I enjoyed the uh, when they asked him if he had second thoughts on putting the tariffs on China and he's like of course I had second thoughts I have second thoughts on everything and everyone's like oh yeah. you had second thoughts and then the White House is like he had second thoughts because he wanted to put more tariffs on them. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the biggest penis at the G7. <laughs> <laughs> they were they were quick to act on that one when he was accidentally yeah. honest. Yeah. He was like, yeah, of course I have doubts. I'm a human person, much to everybody's surprise. <laughs> I, You know, I just kind of do what I think is best, and then I hope it works out. And they were like, that's not what he said. He said triple tariffs. He loves tariffs. We're winning. Do so you think it was a a, a, you know, a momentary moment, just a slight moment of clarity from him? No. I think he was just think... getting annoyed. He looked very annoyed when they asked him the question. Mm. A natural, truthful moment because he doesn't like sleeping away from home and he's cranky and tired. I, you <laughs> know what? I'll be, I'll be quite honest with you. I bet you he said that because he doesn't even – he doesn't understand the concept of second thought. Because <laughs> mm. he's never had a second thought in his life. Not for a very long time. You know what? And so someone's like, well, did you have second thoughts? And then he's probably like, is that like a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know. Uh, Yeah, I had second thoughts, I guess. I didn't have second thoughts about answering this question. I think he's just a compulsive liar. And when they asked that question, he wanted to tell them something that they didn't expect. He wanted to surprise them. Mm. So he was like, well, of course, you know, I have second thoughts on stuff all the time. Because he knew that they didn't expect that. And again, it gets it gets a headline, gets him in the news, yeah, top of the front page. Yeah, but for lo- but for being an an idiot, not <laughs> not like everyone's like, holy shit, 
Well, but it's, it's yeah. What's uh, the, the carnival guy said? Uh, there's uh, no press is bad press. Or no, <laughs> the, the carnival guy. <laughs> <laughs> what's his name? Barnum and Bailey. <laughs> P.T. Barnum. P.T. Barnum. That's his name. <laughs> you know the carnival guy. <laughs> Circus guy. Uh <laughs> he um yes, I know what you're I, I, I do understand what you're trying to reference and, and you are correct. Yeah. I'm just tired and old. <laughs> nope, I think it's I think it's all reasonable. I'm I'm doing my best to absorb as much as I can because I don't fully understand or I wouldn't say I probably don't fifty percent understand what's going on because I have, you know, just general conceptions about how one, how I thought the world worked, and two, how this current administration is working. Just, I, yeah, it's all it gets all cloudy. There's just so much going. See, that's why the saturation is working against me. Mm. So I'm just overwhelmed. And then, uh, you know, I definitely am stuck in in a gray area here on the show. Like, I can't, I can't under, you know, I can't accept the idea, the the you and Ray hypothesis that that he's some sort of evil mastermind. Mm. Like working his magic, and I certainly can't accept the Jared hypothesis of he's just Mister Beaning his way through existence and bumbles <laughs> into one situation or another, and there's there's somebody you know some other diabolical mastermind behind the scenes like coercing him or pulling all his strings. That that seems equally unlikely. So I just I don't even know where I am. Oh, uh, <laughs> I like the Mister Bean theory. Mm. <laughs> I know you do. I it it, it just he's gotten too far. On the Mr. Bean theory for me to believe in the Mr. Bean theory. It shouldn't be that successful. Yeah. Correct. But again, once I watched that episode of last week tonight, I didn't know. I didn't until I watched it. I I thought Boris Johnson was I didn't realize he was a hoax. I didn't realize he was being a character. Mm. Like, I didn't realize that he was, uh, you know, politically savvy, but pretended to be a bumbling idiot when he saw a camera yeah, when, uh, so that he could get away with the stuff that he gets away with. I mean, but so if that, that were the case, Trump would have been planning this since the fucking 70s. But he's not that smart. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that I don't think Trump is doing the Boris Johnson that that. No, 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 no. I, I agree. I but I, I didn't even realize that 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 was an option. Yeah. Like like the Boris Johnson game. I didn't. But that, board, I did not, that game that, is backfiring for him right now because it was funny when he didn't have power. Right. Right. But again, the idea that 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 sort of gambit and the things that that, you know, we're suggesting that Trump is doing can get you to the absolute top mm. of the power echelon. It seems yeah. unbelievable to me. Just like, a- there's no way that I can bumble my way <laughs> to the presidency or to the prime ministership of a country that, that can't I, be. See, I think. If you have people willing to exploit your bumble illness, <laughs> then you can get very far. And remember I mean, that the, the rules of the game have changed recently with the advent of the social media and popularity contests. I mean, he, Trump won because of Facebook. He didn't win because he won over the hearts and mind of America's voters. He he won because of misinformation and Facebook. Well, and CNN – holding on an empty podium for an hour waiting for him to show up to see what kind of yeah. batshit stuff he would say. Sure. It was, it and, was, and it was entertainment like, TV. Right. And I really think, like, he never wanted to win the presidency. And he was like, oh, I can angle this into Trump TV or something else. Right. At least I can get more money out of, uh, what was it, NBC? Yeah. He was working for at the time? Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. And then he would say this crazy shit. That even he, I mean, maybe he thought it was crazy too. 
I'm like, I'm not sure where his mind lies on this. Like, again, that that puts a lot more calculation in what he did, which I mean, I guess goes against what I said. But just to be like, well, no one would ever vote for me, so I'll just say whatever. But then the narcissism takes over, though, at some point. That's what, yeah, that's what I think it is. Because then, then, like, you start to realize, you're like, oh, shit, people are actually, like, I'm, and not only was he ahead in the polls, he was, like, destroying everybody. Yeah. Like, from the get-go. Like, and was it, there ever a time he was down? I can't recall that he was ever, like, even in the beginning, like, they're like, oh, it's oh, going to be Jeb Bush. No. It, yeah. It, I mean, in the beginning, he was. But once they sorted out to a couple of them, no. He was clear and far and away the winner. And then, you know, it get to the point where you ask him, like, you know, David Duke is, like, saying, mm-hmm. like, you're the guy. And he's going – and, like, his initial resp- – like, now he's like, well, I can't piss off the people who want me. So who's David Duke? I don't <laughs> know anything about that guy. <laughs> Early lie. Yeah. Yeah. Even I mean, though he admit- he left a- he left another political party because David Duke was part of it and he mentioned it in the article. But the the, the fact that when it became a realistic option that he might become president, that he didn't back away from it. But instead, and he didn't think to himself, oh, I can't do this. He thought to himself, oh, well, clearly I can do this because people will vote, are voting for me. So the narcissism takes over and he just becomes that thing. And he becomes the most powerful human being on the planet, for Christ's sake. Oh but again, God. a lot of it goes back to, to what I believe was Howard Stern says. is like, he didn't want this job. This job requires you to do shit. Yeah. Did you ever see the picture of, of him when they're in the – and they're finding, they're watching the results on television and CNN calls it for him and you see everybody's reaction, including his? He looks exactly like he looked at the um, uh, at the dinner where um, Obama mocked him that started this whole thing. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, he looks exactly the same. He's got this glum, straight, not blinking look on his face. Like, hmm. <laughs> so looks- the same look I had. Yeah. This, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dumbfounded uh, or, you know, just befuddlement. I heard a very interesting story about Paul Ryan that there it is. he had he had a speech all written to denounce Trump the moment Hillary won, that he was so convinced he had written this whole fucking speech and being like, this is not what we're about and blah, blah, blah. And the guy said, as soon as they called it for Trump, he ripped that speech up and got right into Trump's camp. Who's that? Paul Ryan. Paul Ryan. Paul Ryan. Sure. Makes sense. I know you haven't heard about him in a while, but I have a feeling he'll be popping up again sometime in the future. Oh, oh so yeah. soon. I don't think he's going to run against Trump, but he'll run next time. No, but there are two people running against Trump. Can you believe that? Yeah. Flake and – I forget who the other one was. Oh, Flake's running? Is it Flake? I thought it was Flake. I heard I Matt Walsh and some guy I never heard of. Mm. Weld. Bill Weld. Thank you, Jeff. Weld. That's who yeah. I heard about. Yep. I don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> Joe. <laughs> two, two Joes? There's Joe Walsh. <laughs> I don't think Jeff Walsh is running for president. That would be. No, it's Bill, quite a Bill surprise. Walsh, right? Right. And Joe Weld? <laughs> I don't know. Mm. I don't have. It. We'll get to it. <laughs> either yep. way, neither one of them are going to win. So No. All right. So, a couple things about uh, the DNC. Uh, the first article I this I've heard about from several different places, but even in the CNN article, which the headline is. DNC votes against allowing 2020 candidates to participate in a climate change debate. Even in the article where that is the headline, saying that the DNC won't let them participate in climate change debate, they tell you that, well, that's not exactly what is going on. (laughs) The DNC does restrict what type of debates the candidates can be in. They can't 
be in a limited subset of candidates. They have to, everyone who qualifies has to be there. You can't be like, oh, well, we're going to have like Bernie and Yang talk about climate change. Or I don't know who the climate change person is anymore since the one guy dropped out. But in any case, they, they say you can't just do that. You can only be in a debate that uh, the DNC allows and that the DNC approves of. So, and they will not have a single topic debate session. Like, that's just in the rules for the DNC. Sure. So, it's not like they were going to have a climate change debate and then the DNC said, oh, no, you can't do that. that that's not what happens. It's just under the rules of the DNC, <laughs> talking can't. just about climate change isn't going to happen. Sure. I mean, yeah, I mean, some candidates are going to have better talking points for different topics. So you need to, you know, include all different kinds of topics in your debate. I, d I think it's, it goes against the idea of what a debate actually is and should be, but I get the fairness issue. So, Right. I didn't think that was the issue. I think the issue was the article was titled mm. DNC maliciously blocks climate change debate. And then in the article... It says, this did not happen in any way. Right. <laughs> right. Headline is a like, little, like, yeah. A little? <laughs> this headline is oh. totally not true. Right. Let me the explain to you why it's not true. <laughs> DNC abandoned, uh, headline is DNC abandons Bernie Sanders. Follow up is, is something that has not happened. Yeah. <laughs> like, the, to post that as a headline is just alarmingly irresponsible. It really is. I mean, I don't you know, necessarily trust CNN. I, I like CNN, but I don't like it when they do stuff like this. I mean, yeah. all you have to do is read the article and then you go, oh, that headline is not true. Scroll up. That's a, that's not true. Right. But again, it, it's the headline. It's the, it's the attention grabber. It sounds way more interesting than the actual truth, which was we can't have a debate about it on a single topic. Oh, that's kind of boring. Yeah. Punch that it up a that loses bit. a lot of my respect when you yeah. do that crap. Yeah, nope. it's probably that freaking Fredo Chris Cuomo. <laughs> Don't you talk about my Chris Cuomo that way. <laughs> That's my boy. He was so angry. It made me so happy. That's my boy. He'll throw you down the fucking stairs again. That's true. Let's get after and it. fuck your shit up. <laughs> By the way, I don't really like him, although I agree with almost everything he says. I just, I find him personally annoying. Yes. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> Especially when he uses that catchphrase. <laughs> What's that? Let's get after it. <laughs> oh, I love Chris Cuomo. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so, I don't know, spectacularly New York-y. <laughs> see, see, like, I can't stand Anderson Cooper. Oh, I love Anderson Cooper. Dude, he's like a fucking robot. He's dreamy. <laughs> well, I'm not saying he's bad looking. I'm just saying, like... He's articulate and, I don't know. I, I He's a much more mild-mannered approach to um journalism yeah i guess so trying to stay but that's kind of the problem is this trying to stay neutral i, I they, they sh they're supposed to the, the, the news people are supposed to be yeah neutral. yeah but they take neutralness to i have someone who's uh, uh, you know says climate change is real so i have to put somebody on a climate denier uh, sure I think they should have taken the approach that the late night um, comedians did, which was, all right, so the 99 scientists to one scientist. All right, let's bring out 99 and one. You're right. <laughs> I think that's a little you know, more realistic. The, there's always some crazy Trump talking head up against a rational person. Yeah. Right. And all they do is filibuster and try to twist things around. It's, 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 that's, I mean, yes, that's neutral and being fair, but it's also like, what are you doing? 
It's, it's, it may be neutral. It's not being fair. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's Joe One Bastardi. argument is, is obviously fucking wrong. Right. It's Joe Bastardi versus Bill Nye. I, I <laughs> One is a... Both jerks. Yeah. <laughs> As we have learned, yes. <laughs> But yeah, one is a you know a Trump supporting shouter, and the other one is a calm, most of the time scientist <laughs> who likes his coffee a very specific way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I want to I want to hit this uh, one other thing that happened at the DNC. There was a new Shoot. resolution that was considered and approved. And there's a whole bunch of, I don't know if you, the, the official government documents, you know, there's a whole bunch of paragraphs of, that start off as, whereas, and then that gives a statement. But the, there's a few that I wanted to hit. So in, in this uh, resolution, it says, whereas the religiously unaffiliated demographic has tripled in the last two decades, now representing 25% of the overall American population, uh, whereas... Religiously unaffiliated Americans overwhelmingly share the Democratic's values. 90% voting, or I'm sorry, 70% of them voting for Democrats in 2018, 80% supporting same sex marriage, and 61% saying immigrants make America stronger. Um, and it goes on about how non religious, the unaf religiously unaffiliated, where, where, those who loudly claim that morals, values, and patriotism must be defined by particular religious views with misplaced claims of religious liberty to justify public policy and the liberties of many Americans, including but not limited to the LGBTQ community and the non-religious minorities. It goes, it goes on talking about this and justifying when it comes to the resolution that says that the importance of the religiously unaffiliated demographic the success and prosperity of, of the nation and that the these Americans make up a group that as much as any other advocates for rational public policy based on sound science and universal humanistic values and should be represented, included, and heard by the Democratic Party. Yay. So this is the first time that the non-religious has been recognized by a, by a, a political party and is part of of the uh, democratic statement moving forward. Excellent. Thanks for putting that last sentence in there because I didn't understand a fucking word you said prior to that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is a whole bunch of like government kind of speak, but it basically is saying the Democratic Party is embracing the secular Americans, those who are not affiliated with any religion. And including our views and our wants and our desires into their platform. Yes. Instead of excluding they us, don't differ that much, though. Do you think? No, they don't. That's their. That's one of their points. Yeah. Is that we already believe the same thing? So let's you know talk about it openly instead of you know behind closed doors. So that's good. Except for those gun-toting, abortion-hating atheists. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> that is that a, a big percentage somewhere that I'm not aware. Of? That was the joke. No, but we have to. We have to. We have to. We have to at least march one of them out because we got to keep everything fair mm -hmm. and neutral. <laughs> nice. Anyway, I thought that was a big step. I mean, yeah. the fact that they are going to be—I mean, it's included in the the DNC statement at this point moving forward. So, I think I think it's a really a giant step. Obviously, there's no way the Republican Party is going to put out anything similar. So, no. <laughs> And consider, and it shows that the Democrats are serious about going after the youth vote too, because as we know, I mean, the youth of America is a lot more secular than the non-youthful. <laughs> mm. 
Very true. Okay, that's all I had on that. But since we are talking about people running for president, Andrew Yang, <laughs> did you did you see his climate change proposal? This one I did not. This one caught my attention. Did it have to giving us a thousand dollars a month? <laughs> it, it, that is not his <laughs> climate change proposal. That is his okay. Uh, economic I thought that was proposal. his proposal for everything. So his proposal is uh, space mirrors uh-huh. uh, to shoot up fold out mirrors into space so that we can reflect some of the sunlight away from the Earth. Hmm. Is that a thing scientists have suggested? Uh, uh, at least some, I guess. I don't think he came up with this on his own, but yeah. So it seems more of like a Band-Aid than an actual... <laughs> it, it really does. <laughs> but he has proposed, I forget how much it was, but uh, certain, uh, some large sum of money to study uh, doing this and study doing, uh, you know, seeing what it would take to accomplish this. This seems like, I don't know. I, I, except for the, you know, the giant mirror part, I think it reasonable. I mean, he wants to spend money to actually investigate climate change. That'd be a that'd be an, a, a refreshing change. And look to find solutions to reverse it. Because I think the- Is this- I'm sorry, go ahead. With, I think that the, the problem that I think is yet unspoken by a lot of scientists is that the amount of carbon in the atmosphere, it's going to take a very long time to undo that. And just stopping, you know- um, steamships or um, boats at sea and, and cars from putting more carbon into the atmosphere we're already too far down the road at this point yeah i mean it is it's it's too late it's just whether or not we can mitigate how bad it's going to be right. um i don't know i this this seems completely off the wall like is I, it I, in addition to other green measures like getting off of oil and shit like that or is he just like fuck it i'm just gonna put space mirrors up we'll be fine well, I think it's, I, I'm going to put it under the category of, you know, uh, flashy headlines again. I don't think he proposed space mirrors as the only thing. I think he said, let's spend money and investigate. Maybe space mirrors, maybe something else. And that was just a small part of his overall plan. Yeah, if the, if the, if the conversation was, look, we have gone too far and shit's going to get bad and we're going to need a way to offset some of this in addition to what we're doing, right. space mirrors, it'll be a lot cooler. <laughs> And I'd be like, fuck it, throw up as many as you want. <laughs> I'm just happy that within a minute or so, nobody said, well, that's just like fake news from The Onion or something. Because that's that's what I'm expecting. Like, I kept looking at this site going, is this is this possibly real? <laughs> but from what I understand, it is. I just... It, it, yeah. You know, there are, um, they're talking about carbon collectors, these basically giant machines with fans that just blow air through them and collect the carbon out of the atmosphere. There's all kinds of crazy things that people are proposing at the moment. I, I, see, that work. I find perfectly reasonable. Space mirrors is a completely <laughs> different thing. Yeah, you kind of think about the amount of heat that's generated in a parking lot, in just a little parking lot. And he thinks that a mirror, I, I don't know. It, it sounds like a crazy idea, but what do I, what do I know? <laughs> I'll ask my science team if this is a viable thing. <laughs> but uh, on one thing about like saying like this is a catchy headline. Did did uh, anybody watch Bill Maher? Yeah, this week. I believe so. The idea about well, for anybody who didn't watch, they were talking about what they call a ballot sweetener. Do you remember this part? Mm. Not yet. All right. So so they were talking about the ballot sweetener, like they need an issue, and he said that that ballot sweetener should be oh for Trump legalized weed. Hmm. <laughs> And he was like, we need one issue voters, like like people with guns and abortion, and that could be potheads. 
<laughs> who will come out of the fucking woodwork and vote for any Democratic candidate who is like, I intend on making weed legal across the board. And I was like, that's not a bad fucking idea. It motivates donors. <laughs> right? Yeah. Ian, am I right? Sure. Cherry Brown was so ahead of his time. <laughs> no. I don't remember yeah. who Cherry Brown no, is. No, that's governor he was the Cal- governor of California. Oh, right, right. Back in I, I want to say back in the eighties. And then and he ran on again. legal <laughs> Yes, yes, yeah. He absolutely became it was right after Schwarzenegger or I think he was after Schwarzenegger. Yeah. He was he was voted back into office many years down the road, mm. but his his platform back in the late eighties or early nineties was Marijuana legalization. He used to call Moonbeam. He's <laughs> ahead of his time. Yep. But uh, really, think about this. Like, they, they put it in the fucking platform. Be like, legalize weed. Bang. Do you know how many votes they would? I know people who still to this day talk about Ron Paul, how he would have been the greatest president, based solely on the fact that that asshole said weed should be legal. Wow. And he also said people should die in the streets because it's not our job to take care of them. But besides that, <laughs> legal weed. <laughs> Uh, yes, because I think that is an issue where if you touted it as part of your platform, you could really only gain. Mm. I don't see anybody being like, oh, man, I was, you know, way into Elizabeth Warren. But then she said she wanted to legalize weed. I'm out. <laughs> My son died from a weed overdose. I cannot <laughs> have this. <laughs> That always cracks me up. Every once in a while, you'll run across that you know, died from shooting up weed. It's like, hmm. <laughs> uh, now, if he actually There's- did that, I see why he died. But I don't think this is what you think it is. <laughs> <laughs> There's only one person in this country who can overdose on weed, and that's me. <laughs> <laughs> and I would still vote for it. <laughs> uh, Willie Nelson and Snoop Dogg have proven you cannot overdose on pot. <laughs> that's a true story. <laughs> And they're two examples of why I keep trying it. Because <laughs> they look like they're having so much fun. Just to try a different strain. <laughs> All right. On to some, uh, I don't know, alternative medicine stuff. No, not those guys again. In, in sad news, National Geographic has a book called Nature's Best Remedies Uh-oh. that touts things that are not remedies. They have... Uh, one list in the article, there's healthy solutions for urinary tract infections, including a minimum of eight glasses of water a day, which, okay, whatever. Uh, eat cucumbers because they're full of water. Drink ginger tea. Avoid chocolate. Apply heat source over the bladder. These are all, you know, mostly benign. Half a cup of blueberries a day. Baking soda, which I don't even know what you're supposed to do with it. And parsley Just water. put a spoonful in your mouth. Baking all. soda is a base. So it deacidifies your urine. That makes sense. Well, according to this article, there is little to, to no scientific evidence that any of these are actually have been evaluated or could be of a serious effect for a UTI. Yeah. I mean, cranberry juice was the, the, uh, the go-to for a long time, but it's highly acidic, so I never understood that. <laughs> Water so is the only thing that makes any sense. Apparently, this book is like a cookbook for you have something wrong with you. Just try some herbs and spices. Well, some things can some things can be helpful. Ginger, if you have upset stomach, absolutely can help. So there are. That's why they give you ginger ale when you don't when your stomach is upset. It's because it well, it used to have ginger in it. So some of these things actually are, have a purpose to them, and sometimes how they many can of these work. recipes? How many of these recipes have CBD oil in them? I doubt any of them. 
It's the magical right. cure-all. <laughs> My joke fell flat. <laughs> <laughs> hey, doesn't uh, Rupert Murdoch own National Geographic now? Oh, oh does no. he? Yeah, I heard that they, he bought National Geographic. Oh, no. But I don't know if when when Disney bought Fox, if they got part of it b- back, or if they got it all back. Because I know National Geographic, the, the TV channel, is part of Disney+. Plus, So maybe they have their hands in it now. But he had it for a while. Yeah, I don't know if that's currently the case or not, but he definitely did. So- I don't know. I'm just saying that National Geographic shouldn't be putting something out that is use your spice rack to cure hmm. your common illnesses. But it's, I don't it's, think that's National Geographic's purview. Okay. Sure. September 2015, 20th Century Fox inked a deal and bought National Geographic Society, but now Disney owns it. Mm. So I'm curious, uh, yeah, if this came out prior to Disney getting a, its hands on it, or maybe it was in production. Yeah, I, I certainly can't say. The book came out not that long ago, but in any case... I, right. I would like to say that as long as the things they are suggesting are at least somewhere between helpful and benign, mm-hmm. and they don't tell you this is your only avenue per- to pursue or try this, and if it doesn't work, give up, you know, then then I would have issue with that. But telling someone that they should have, uh, you know, eight 12-ounce glasses of water a day, that's a that's great advice. Mm-hmm. Actually, I read that that's bullshit. You don't need to drink that much. You should drink water, but you don't need to drink that much. <laughs> you should eat blueberries you every you don't day. Need, <laughs> I was going to say, you don't need to drink that much, but you will, you know, you will see Your body will be nearly happy. immediate health benefit, be- benefits if you start to do that. Yeah. And, I, I, the, and the other thing they're not doing is they're not saying, um, drink ginger tea, but not just any ginger tea. Drink our ginger tea that you have to buy from our website. They're not doing right. that. Or, uh, again, if the... Also, I, again, I haven't seen the rest of this book or what they're claiming, but if if the ailments are relatively minor, like the fact that, like, if I'm like, ah, I kind of have an earache, to think that, you know, again, I don't know what a homemade cure for an earache is, but to think that I have to dismiss an, anything short of going to, like, the emergency room and getting qualified doctor care for my potential earache, that's, that is way over the top, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, I mean, two aspirin and a, and a heating pad lying down will, yeah. will help your ear immensely. I would say yes. So, it, yeah, it's it's all in the in the intent of it. Is the intent to um, sell you homeopathic medication? No. Is the intent right. to yeah, prevent you from you going to the correct. doctor? Ginger is not meritless. No. It's not going to cure cancer. No. And please, if you have something actually wrong with you, don't rely on that. But if you have a slightly upset tummy, drink some ginger right. ale with ginger, actual ginger in it. It might help. Right. Choose choose Canada Dry. It's made with real ginger. <laughs> oh, no, I'm dying. <laughs> Quick, drink some ginger ale. <laughs> I know. I wish I had some. I don't want to run all the way downstairs. I'd rather just cough. <laughs> I just don't like the idea of putting... I don't know what I would consider old wives tales into a into a book and I'm I'm with Ray. It, it yeah. can be in a book, but I don't like that National Geographic is on the title. Exactly. I mean, is it just an, a you know, a National Geographic branded book or is it something that- It is, but they, they, I I hear what they're saying yeah. and, and that's enough. There is a certain amount of credibility mm. that comes with saying you're National Geographic, so to say, well, I read it in a National Geographic. I didn't read it on, you know, these aren't cures I got on the Alex Jones show. This is from National Geographic. You know, so that adds, you know, that's like yes. with Dr. Oz mm-hmm. and Dr. Phil calling themselves doctors. <laughs> like that's, 
technically true, but inappropriate. Sure. I, yeah, I get I get that. I, I think I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Thank I, you for clearing that. I couldn't put those words together, but that's exactly <laughs> what I was going for, Ian. National Geographic has a certain sure. gravitas right. that should not be abused. Correct. Okay. Correct. And I, I agree with with Jared and Ray there. I, I do I do think there is some I'll call it wiggle room, you know, with, with what they have put in this book. You know, again, from what, what little this article has shared. You know, I don't but yeah, depending on who owns it, I would be disappointed to see them sully National Geographic's good reputation. Doesn't Disney own National Geographic? Yes. Yeah, we just didn't we just say that? Yeah, I zoned out. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I heard Rupert Murdoch and I was like, uh, I think it's someone else. Part, partially yeah. owned by Disney now, yeah. I mean, yes. t- yeah. to me, it's not quite as bad as, but it's similar to the fact that, uh, I mean, we were having an argument with somebody and they were like, well, acupuncture is absolutely real. Acupuncture is, it it, 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 it definitely works because, I mean, would Johns Hopkins have an acupuncture center if it, if it didn't make sense? And I went, wait. What? 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 What are you talking about? And as it turns out, Johns Hopkins does have an acupuncture center. And it's because after doing a little research to figure out why they do, there was a senator who decided to put money toward these alternative medicine stuff. And he put out grants saying, I want all these hospitals, the big hospitals, to do studies and prove that acupuncture is a thing. So Johns Hopkins being not a big dum-dum, as Ian says, <laughs> took the right. grant money and opened an acupuncture clinic to study it. And that grant money is still there, so the acupuncture clinic is still there, and Johns right. Hopkins still has an acupuncture clinic. That doesn't actually give it credence. It just gives it the fact that they can get money by having that clinic there, and but they put their name on it. It's actually mm. in a different building, because the the doctors who work at Johns Hopkins went, you're not putting that in this building. So they- Sure. Have they published any of the results from their study? Oh, yeah. And it's no better than a placebo. Right. They are clear about the, 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 you know, the the study results. I'll give them that. And yet the the money's still there because the Senate, the Senate's still promoting it. So obviously they're not going to shut it down. They're still getting money. Right. You'd just be silly to turn down money. I mean- (laughs) Yeah. Free money's hard to pass up. And if if in in the if by taking the money they're they're you know informing people that it doesn't work, it has some value. <laughs> if the it, right, and it's also important to understand that it is there because they are studying mm. the effects of acupuncture. It's not like you go to John Hopkins and they're like, "Well, one of one of the uh, choices you have is acupuncture. Right. That'll fix your nothing. Mm-hmm. That'll fix your solid skin." <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> that's true. While we are on homeopathy. I don't know what this is, but the Queen's homeopathic pharmacist, I don't know what that is. I think it has to do with some alternative medicine thing in England, but I, I honestly don't know and I couldn't couldn't find it out. But they are now giving fragments of the Berlin Wall to people who uh, believe it will cure their asthma and depression. So they're oh. taking minute dust from the Berlin Wall. And using the homeopathic right. method of uh, dilution, they are making these pills that you can take to help cure your depression. Now, the idea is people were separated by the Berlin Wall. So if you take a piece of the Berlin Wall, like cures like, 
and you can become more familiar with people and uh, retain a spiritual force that will bring people together by taking this homeopathic piece of Berlin Wall into your system. It's making my eye twitch. <laughs> I mean, wow, this is... That's all, hey, it's like we just said, free money is hard to pass up. <laughs> <laughs> now, we do know, I think we've talked about before, that uh, Prince Charles of England, future king of England, is big into homeopathy. Yeah. That's I really still, I hope the queen outlives him. Yeah. <laughs> for multiple I think, reasons. I think she's already declared unofficially that she's going to step down next year or the year after. Really? Yeah. That sounds pretty unofficial. Yeah, it's unofficial. They'd never say it ahead of time, but I think she's 90-something. That's not unreasonable. Right. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't make you want to go out and get your Berlin wall pills? You'll be able no. to associate with people better. God. That, I got some right here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right and finally uh i i the very last story i wanted to talk about i don't know how you pronounce this mindar mindar it's a robot that was developed in japan that uh quotes buddha and gives buddhist uh life suggestions it's a androgynous i don't know droid that talks to people about buddhism and gives people suggestions for their their life it's uh, the way that they're trying to bring millennials into back into the Buddhist religion. Oh, <laughs> those crazy Japanese. <laughs> That's awesome. Good for them. <laughs> That's uh, unexpected. Okay. <laughs> yeah. A robot, an androgynous robot, priest. Priest. They made him a priest. Uh, who gives plain spoken sermons that are designed to stimulate interest in Buddhist teachings. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I was on board until they made up a priest. In three <laughs> weeks' time, we are going to have a story on here that we are going to break where that robot has sexually molested children. <laughs> yeah, isn't... well, they've given it AI because they're hoping that oh, it will grow. Oh, now I knew it! <laughs> they're, they're hoping it will grow in wisdom to help people overcome their, their terrible troubles. But I don't want to be a Buddhist, and that's where this is going. <laughs> giving artificial uh. intelligence and religion to a robot? Mm-hmm. Uh, I was going to say, if the singularity is a Buddhist, maybe we'll have a chance. Mm. Ha, good point. <laughs> uh, the one quote says, this robot will never die. It will just keep updating itself and evolving. That's the beauty of the robot. It can store knowledge forever and limitlessly. Man, that's really not a whole lot scarier than that sentence. <laughs> wow. Yeah, hopefully. I like what Jeff said, and I, I really hope it's true that the Buddhist robot will eventually become an atheist. <laughs> uh, we'll see how good the AI is. As long as the AI doesn't stimulate an ego, we should be all right. Figures out that what the problem is, is these humans that are infecting the planet. Yep. <laughs> we are the cause of all the problems, so <laughs> it wouldn't be wrong. <laughs> all right. Does anybody have anything else? Negative. I did, but I can't remember what it was. <laughs> If only we had a document shared online where you could write stuff down. Uh, it's, I, it was when you were bringing up the Andrew Yang shit. I can't remember what it was, but um. <laughs> could have been that important. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Well, in that case, I think that's all we got for this week. Um, I want to thank our patrons for supporting the podcast. And I want to thank specifically Jeff and Grinch for showing up and interacting with us. We do appreciate it. Uh, you too could interact with us as we record by going to our Patreon page and signing up. 
Uh, if you can't do that, you could share the podcast on social media. We have a couple of people who do that, and uh, I do appreciate that. Uh, or leave a review on iTunes. It does help our it, it helps promote the podcast if we get a review. Just numbers of reviews. Even if you hate us, it's okay. Oh, don't hate us. I'd rather you didn't, but uh, <laughs> constructive criticism I'm all about, though. Sure. Again, you could contact us on our Facebook page or tweet to us at ProfaneArg. Uh, also, I want to mention uh, podcasts that are on the soon-to-be-named network. You can find them at soon-to-be-named-network.com. Shows devoted to, I don't know, comics, games, what have you. Um, again, thanks to everyone for listening, and until next time, I'm Ray. I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. Thank you. Good night, and may your God go with you.